Hello, and welcome to the Acting Notes Podcast, the podcast where we talk about all things acting, from tips and tricks to business information. I'm your host, Justin Powell, and today we're going to talk about what it means to live as an artist. I'll explain. Apologies for missing last week's episode. Uh, Because of that, I'm trying to get this one up, even though I am absolutely exhausted today. Just so incredibly tired. I went to the gym around noon and had to stop my workout short because I was falling asleep as I was resting between sets. So I thought, maybe maybe head home. But I do have this topic that I've been thinking about a lot recently and I would like to talk about here. So that's what we're doing. I've been reading a book called The Creative Act by Rick Rubin recently. It's really great. I highly recommend any creative check it out. And there's so much wisdom throughout the pages. But one thing he talks about in it is that the artist's work is not just the page or the stage. It's actually a way of living in the world. That's really the job of the artist, is to live like an artist. Now, what does that mean? Well, first, let's talk about the antithesis of that. I think, you know, I I don't know how this is, I guess, everywhere in the world. I'm mainly speaking for America, I suppose, in this case, where I live. But I'm sure it can apply to lots of people. Which is that in many days, we're just in these constant states of consumption listening to podcasts, scrolling through Instagram, putting on Netflix and not really watching, just kind of having it on in the background. Essentially, we're turning our minds off, right? We're pulling ourselves away from the present moment, from being aware. And this can happen in numerous activities, right? I think a very common one that people experience is when they are driving their car back home. You know, it's a route that you know very well. And sometimes you'll get back and you will realize you didn't really remember the drive. It's like you weren't even there. You were preoccupied with thoughts, you were listening to something, but you weren't really present. Now, I'm not saying that that's always a bad thing, right? I think sometimes it can be helpful for us to tune out a little bit. But I think when it starts to become unconscious, when you're not even considering that choice, when you're not saying, you know, I'm just going to put on this podcast as I'm driving, I'm going to listen to it, and I'm just going to tune everything else out. You might be doing that right now with this podcast. I think an example that happens for me, because I love to read, but sometimes I'll be reading a book and I'll get through an entire page and realize, oh, I don't. I don't think I actually remember anything I just read. I was too busy thinking about something. I wasn't really present. And I just don't remember. Well, I don't think that's a great place for us to be as artists. At least not all the time, right? I don't think we need to develop an ascetic lifestyle, become monks around our art, but... At the same time, I do think there are practices that we should try to engage in on a daily basis to open ourselves up. Especially if we're following this hypothesis, right, that 
the real work of the artist is to live as an artist. So what are some things that we can do to live as an artist? What are some things that we need? I think one is just slowing down. We're often caught up in a very fast-paced lifestyle. In one where as soon as you achieve something, it's more about, okay, what are you achieving next? You know, we don't relish in moments as often as we used to. And I'm speaking vaguely, of course. You might be listening to this thinking, I have spent a year relishing in my accomplishment. That might be too much. But, you know, I'm speaking a bit vaguely here. But I think this is a common thing that a lot of people experience is just that drive to always be growing and expanding and getting better and better and better and better. And there's benefit to that, of course. But there's also benefit to pausing to taking a breath. I always think it's interesting when people start engaging in mindfulness meditation and start taking very deep breaths for the first time in years. It's interesting to hear their stories about that. How emotions can get released just from that. Just from slowing down and allowing the body to just do what it does. But to be aware of it. How do we slow down? How do we make time for our artist self? Because this is a grind, right? The business can have you working all the time. And it can be tough to make that time to recharge your artistic well, if you will. Which is a bit of a pull from Julia Cameron's The Artist's Way, which is another great book. And in fact, it's been something I've been kicking around as maybe running a class for it through the acting notes. So if that's something you'd be interested in, let me know in the comments. (laughs) But how do we fill that artistic well? How do we make sure that we're feeling as inspired as we can? You know, an inspiration itself is an interesting conversation, one that I probably won't go too deep into. But I think not only... You may have heard the phrase that inspiration finds you working. Essentially meaning, you know, you're not just going to be inspired for your script. You have to be writing, and then that inspiration will eventually come along. Well, I agree with that to a certain extent. I also think you just need to be open to what inspiration might be. In The Creative Act, Rick Rubin discusses how important it is to be open to the world around us. And what it might be giving us. You know, he mentions specifically this example of when he has three people at least tell him he needs to go see a movie or check out an album or see a painting, then he'll do it because that's the universe's way of telling him it's something he needs to see for his work. But we have to be open to that stuff, right? We have to kind of believe in a a little bit of an air of mystery about the world. And that can be a spirituality that's based in a founded religion. That can just be a spirituality based around energies, a magicalness of the world, if you will. 
But I do think we need to be open to those kind of little victories that can come along when we are open to them. Those little insights. You know, a common thing that many creatives have talked about is if you have a problem in the work, ask yourself that question and then maybe go for a walk or take a shower. Do something where you're not focusing directly on the problem. And a solution might just come to you, again, if you're open to the world. But to be open, we really need to pay attention, right? We need to make sure that we are focusing on the world around us. And I'll talk a bit more about that after this break. I'd like to thank BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. You know, I think mental health is something that is important for everyone in the world. I think therapy is something everyone should do, really. And I think it's important for actors, too. One, this industry is hard, right? There's lots of challenges and obstacles. Oftentimes, you're getting told no. You're grinding and working so hard, and sometimes that can take a toll on your mental health. Well, it's important beyond just the career that we take care of ourselves, and BetterHelp is something that can help you with that. In fact, it can help you better. (laughs) Horrible joke, but you know, had to get it in there. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 30,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. And that way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price. You can get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash TheActingNotes. That's BetterHelp.com slash TheActingNotes. And we're back. So we were talking about what we need to live an artistic life, right? We need to be open to the world around us. We need to slow down a little bit to do so, right? And we need some attention. I can't remember which book I read this in. It might have been Twyla Tharp's The Creative Habit. Another fascinating book. But she talks about how the more we can focus on the small things, then we can translate that into the bigger works of art. And I think that attention, for me, comes into play with how we approach our days, right? I was saying earlier how we can sleepwalk through life. We could turn our minds off, go on autopilot. And again, it makes sense, you know. I don't know. I'm sure there are people out there who every day when they brush their teeth, they are 100% in that experience and are just like, yeah, oh, my teeth are getting so whiter. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know how those people are. But 
there is something to that, right? How many activities do we engage in without really being conscious at the time? Can you take a moment even right now as you're listening to just feel the clothes on your skin? Feel the wind, if there's any wind. Look out and just notice what's around you. Just breathing it in. Not adding any judgment on it, but just really seeing it. There's a warm-up I used to do, and occasionally will still do, when I'm engaging in an acting performance, from Viola Spolin, where you just start walking around the space, walking up to different objects, and just trying to see them. You know, you don't have to make yourself see them. You don't have to force yourself to. You just look at them. Take it in. And then you allow yourself to be seen. And even just in that little thing, that little practice, it can start to open you up to the energies around you, the presence that you're in. But you have to pay attention for that, right? We have to find where we focus our attention. And part of the reason, or rather, not the reason, something that can help us with that attention is curiosity. We have to be curious about the world, about life, about experiences. I'm sure you've heard the old adage that kids are some of the best actors out there because they just play, right? I mean, you watch, you tell a kid to be a dinosaur, they're just going to roar with every fiber of their being. And they don't care if they're doing it right or anything. They are, in a moment there, they are that dinosaur. And I think, obviously, we want to develop that sense of play within ourselves too as actors. We want to be able to just jump in. You know, I think that's a really wonderful skill for people to pick up. I think actors should work on cold reading for that skill, for the ability to just grab a script and just play. Who cares if it's right? You're just jumping in. You're going to play this drug dealer or this politician or whatever it is. But I think the reason that, or one of the reasons, that that adage about kids being great actors exists is because they're just so curious about the world. Every experience is newer for them, right? How can we develop that curiosity within ourselves? And again, sometimes it can seem tough because it can seem like we're trapped in this cycle of the same or of mundaneity. You know, when I'm eating cereal, I've eaten cereal thousands of times at this point in my life. More so, probably. So how can I possibly embrace it as something new? Because this day is different. I've changed. My Taste buds have changed. It's a different temperature. There's all these factors that have made this its own unique moment. And so can I allow myself to be present and curious about the moment? I think that's important for artists. I think it's important in the work too, this element of curiosity. 
for acting in particular. Because if you go into a scene with the opposite, with unfettered knowledge of what is supposed to happen in this scene, it's probably not going to go very well. I listen to a lot of interviews with different actors and actresses who are at the places we all want to be at. And so often, they talk about how their plans for the scene, when they come in with a, an idea in mind of how the scene should go, it almost never works. But when they are just curious and open to what's going on in the moment, that's where the magic happens. So we can hone that curiosity outside of the work. Find curiosity, right? Find a way to experience life as though you know. And it's, it's true, right? Every moment you have, this might sound morbid, but every moment you have is a moment that you're not getting back. And so can you, instead of ignoring the moment, embrace it in some way? Experience it more vitally than before. I find this to be such an interesting topic. I hope you do too, because I don't just do these for me. But I find this to be so interesting because even as I'm talking about all of these things, I'm finding myself more present as I'm recording this podcast. And I'm even finding myself curious in this moment. That attention, that slowing down, that openness. And really quickly, just to jump back to being open to the little signs that the world might give us, there are signs within ourselves too, right? Can we be curious about emotions that we feel? Curious about our reactions to different situations? And not judge them? I think that's another big part of what we need is a lack of judgment. Don't judge, but be curious. There's a great Ted Lasso monologue all about that. Definitely check it out. And I want to read you that quote really quick. I was going to try and paraphrase it, but I think it's better to have it. He says, All them fellows that used to belittle me, not a single one of them was curious. You know, they thought they had everything all figured out, so they judged everything and they judged everyone. And I realized that they're underestimating me. Who I was had nothing to do with it. So that's a big thing with our curiosity, right? When we're curious, we're moving away from judgment, from thinking that we know everything. Instead, we're moving into a creative space. And in the moving away from judgment, you know, that I think that's something we need for all of our work. How many times have we avoided putting work out there because we're afraid of how it will be received? I mean, I'll be open about mine. I, I write a lot of poetry. And it took me a long time to ever share it in any capacity because I was so afraid that it just would not be received well. And I guess I kind of made that judgment in my head that it wouldn't be, right? Rather than just be curious about it and be open to whatever happens. 
I think even with judgment, there's a deeper level we can go to where we try to just stop judging so much in our lives. Because I think that will then help us from judging the work. And by that, I mean, you know, have you been driving and someone cut you off and you thought to yourself, oh my gosh, how terrible. That was awful. Maybe that wasn't terrible or awful. Maybe that is just what happened. And maybe by eliminating the levels of judgment in our lives, we can eliminate that in the work so that we're not up there judging if we said that line correctly or judging if we're holding our hands in the right place. Instead, we're just curious. And I think that curiosity that curiosity manifests in the impulses in the scene, right? If you have a line that's I love you and you think it should be said in a loving manner, but when the other actor or actress gives you the cue line, you feel anger, just follow the impulse. Be curious about it. Why is that there? That's interesting. Rather than judging it and pushing it to the side. And instead saying the line you think, saying the line the way that you think it should be said. Ultimately, I think living as an artist takes bravery. It takes courage. It takes a vulnerability, right? We're opening our heart up on a daily basis. But that vulnerability is real strength. Thank you for listening to the Acting Notes podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast today, it would really be amazing for me if you could leave a comment and a rating. It just helps the podcast grow and reach more people. And I'd really appreciate it. Of course, only if you have time. Don't worry about it if you don't. Or if you just don't want to, that's also totally fine. No worries. I appreciate you listening. If you're enjoying the podcast and would like to see some more Acting Notes content, you can head over to Instagram or TikTok at The Acting Notes, where I post more tips and tricks, including interview clips from different actors. And thank you so much for listening. I know I've said that at least twice now. But I'm very appreciative to everyone that takes the time out of their day to listen to the podcast. I even had some people jump onto an Instagram Live I was on to send me a little shout out or send messages via Instagram. And it's always just, it's always really heartwarming. I'm glad that you are getting something out of this because I really enjoy doing it. Well, thank you for listening. I'm Justin Powell. This has been the Acting Notes. Have a good day. Peace.